Welcome, and thank you for joining this week's podcast with the Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams. This week's message reveals how to overcome internal battles and the enemy's strategies through spiritual understanding and decreeing God's word. By securing the victory, others will change their minds about you. The Archbishop invites you to join our partnership program and become part of our One Million Strong Intercessors as we pray for nations and pray for you. Register online at ndwministries.org. Know today that this is God's word of revelation for you. Be empowered as you listen. They will change their minds. They will change their minds. It's just a matter of time. They will change their minds. Tell two people, it's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. They will change their minds. If you believe it, put your hands together and give God some praise. It's just a matter of time they will change their minds. Say yes. Turn your Bibles with me, if you please, to the book of Acts, the 28th chapter, reading from the first to the sixth verse of Acts, chapter number 28, from the first to the sixth verse. Once safely on shore, we found out that the island was called Malta. The islanders showed us unusual kindness. They built a fire and welcomed us all because it was raining and cold. Paul gathered a pile of, of brushwood and as he put it on the fire, a viper driven out by the heat fastened itself on his hand. When the islanders saw the snake hanging from his hand, they said to each other, This man must be a murderer. For though he escaped from the sea, the goddess justice has not allowed him to live. But Paul shook the snake off into the fire and suffered no ill effects. The people expected him to swell up or suddenly fall dead. But after waiting a long time and seeing nothing unusual happen to him, they changed their minds and said he was a God. Put your hands together if you believe. They will change their minds. It's just a matter of time. Say yes. Now, as you know, Paul was on the boat and before he came on the boat, he was in chains and he, has been, he had appealed to Caesar. And so he was then let go, but in chains to appear before Caesar, the empire of Rome in those days. And he perceived that the journey was going to be challenging and that there would be a storm strange winds, bad weather patterns. But nobody will listen because he was a prisoner. He was in chains. Sometimes when you're going through trials and difficult times in life, people disregard you. And even if you have something to say, they don't pay attention because they believe that if you are truly a man or a woman of God, if you hear from God, if God is with you, then you shouldn't have problems. It is a deception and a lie of the devil. The Bible says many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivered them out of them all. Are you hearing me? Somebody say yes. So you can be a righteous man or a righteous woman or a righteous fellow and still go through challenges. You know, Job said the other day, though, he said, when he tries me in fire, I will come out as gold. 
And gold is not gold till it goes through fire. Ladies and gentlemen, we are not chosen until we go through fire. For many are called, but few are chosen. And the Bible said, out of the furnace of affliction have I chosen thee. Out of the furnace of affliction have I chosen thee. He knows the way that I go. And when he has tried me by fire, I will come forth as gold. I believe that after this test and trial you find yourself in, you will come out on the other side as pure gold. If you believe it, put your hands together and say yes. But if you look at, if you look at the context of this scripture, without spending too much time on the, pro, on the pretext and the pretext, we want to just say on the context, you find out that Paul has predicted happened and the angel of the Lord appeared in the midst of the storm and said to Paul, fear not, for you will truly without fail stand before the empire of Rome and will carry out God's mandate on your life. And that there will be no loss of any life of those with you on the boat, except the boat. And it was so. And Paul and all that were with him found themselves in this island called Malta. When they got to Malta, it was raining and it was cold. And he needed some heat and set the woods on fire. And a poisonous snake came out because of the heat. You see, you never know what is within your woods. And you don't know what is in your life until you get some heat. Are you hearing me, somebody? It's when you are on fire. It's when you light the fire. It's when you are set on fire that hidden serpents and vipers and snakes that were hiding within your walls and around you, they can't stand the heat and the power of the fire and they must come out. Today, we set everything around on fire in the name of Jesus and let every hidden serpent and poisonous snakes come out in the name of Jesus. Somebody say, come out. And ladies and gentlemen, when the people of the island saw that the very poisonous snake or serpent has fastened itself to the hands of Paul and beat him, they immediately concluded and they passed a verdict and said, this man is a murderer. And that the spirit of vengeance is following him. He's done something wrong. He shed blood and the blood is crying out for him. And that's why, though he survived the storm, which was an external battle, now he has to deal with, with an internal storm. It's like the enemy said, Paul, you could handle the external storm because you could see, let me see how you will survive this internal storm. Let me see how you handle this battle within, this battle that touches your flesh. Because you see, the bite of the snake was a poison that went into his flesh, went into his blood, and literally was working within him against him. It was a fight within. It was a battle within. Paul said the other day, he said, fights without and fears within. The enemy has this thing about him that... If he can't fight you without or externally, he will find a way to come within. In the 1930s, 
around 1936, there was a war in Spain. And, and a friend of the general said, General, how are you going to take down this great city? He said, I have a plan. And he said, what is your plan? He said, my plan is to take the city from within. He said, how are you going to do it? He said, I've already positioned people within the city. Say the fifth column. Say the fifth column. It wasn't the forces and the troops outside. He had already set his spies within. Say within, within. So the enemy said, Paul, you survived the storm. Let me see how you handle these eternal battles. And may I announce to you that the enemy has changed his battle plan. And you have to change yours. He's observed and watch you carefully and realize that you've survived so many things. So he has changed the battle plan. Now he has come in within. And now he's in your skin and he's in your blood. One of the greatest men in the Bible that fought a battle within was a man by the name of David. David was a king. He was a prophet and he was a priest. And he was also a man after God's own heart. That even God himself made an announcement that if my covenant with the day and the night, the sun and the moon can be broken, then let my covenant with David, my servant, be broken. And he said, I have vowed that I will not lie to David, my servant. I mean, I just can't make sense of how God can go to the extent to, to make statements like he did about David. I just, I just couldn't make sense of it. And that's why I preached the other day. I understand that I don't understand what I think I understand. Because there come a time when what you understand or you think you understand about God and the word of God does not make sense. And in moments like that, you need to lean on the everlasting arms like never before. Lean in him. and secure from nothing makes sense. And Paul came to this place where the people in the island, knowing how powerful the poison of that beast and serpent was, they concluded they passed a verdict on Paul that this man will fall and die. They believed it. That was their verdict for Paul. And Paul shook the serpent into the fire. And the Bible said that they observed him for a long time. Waiting to see their wish. Waiting to see their verdict come to pass. And the opposite occurred. Oh, come on somebody. Put your hands together. Maluta Kumba San. It don't matter how long they wait. How far they have advanced with their plans. Let the opposite occur. 
on this matter, God will have the last word. Come on, put your hands together. Say yes. Uh, tell somebody it's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. And we will know who the winner is. It's just a matter of time. You know, Micah 7, 8, he said, Oh, my enemy, make no mistakes. Because if I fall, I will rise again. I declare your comeback will be greater than your setback. Tell somebody my comeback, my comeback will be greater. My comeback will be greater than my setback. Tell somebody my ladder, my ladder will be greater and better than my past. You believe it, put your hands together, shout yes. They gave up on Paul and said the man, it's finished. And the Bible said they expected, we call it evil expectation. Any expectation the enemy has of us. Any evil expectation they have. Those who are waiting for something bad and evil to happen to us so they can make a statement. Let them be disappointed. Put your hands together and say, let them be disappointed. Yay! And be disadvantaged and put to shame. Come on, put your hands together. Declare, let them be disappointed and put to shame. That are waiting to hear something bad about us our family, or this house, or our nation, let them be put to shame. Say yes. And after a while, you know people are observing you. You know people are watching you. They are watching us. They are watching our kids. They are, they are watching our family. They've heard things. They are waiting to hear. They are waiting for an occasion to make a statement. But let them not see the light of day. Yeah. Let them be disadvantaged. Let their expectations boomerang. Let their expectations backfire in the name of Jesus. Let the opposite occur. See, I hear you. Now, now look at David. David slew a lion and a bear with nothing in his hands. He had nothing. He didn't have a sword. He didn't have a spear. No, an arrow or AK-47. Nothing. Say nothing. Say nothing, nothing. He had nothing in his hands. But ladies and gentlemen, hear me. With nothing, he slew a lion and a bear. With nothing, he killed a giant by the name of Goliath. With nothing, just with a stone. With nothing, he has subdued nations, fought kingdoms, overcome kingdoms and giants, slew them, brought a great victory to the nation of Israel that the fear of David was all over the place. And the enemy said, you know something? I have another plan for David. I'm going to move from external to internal. I will get into his flesh. I will touch his flesh, touch his own blood and see how he'll handle it. And, and the enemy went for his son by the name of Absalom. Absalom was his own blood was his flesh, bone of his bone, flesh of his flesh. And the enemy touched his flesh like he touched that of Paul and said, now David, you say you're a prophet, you're a priest, you're a king, you're a man after God's own hand. Let me see how you handle this one. Yeah. Like he did to Job. The Bible said he tapped Job's very flesh. 
It was, it was, it was so close. Job 2 and 7. Job chapter 2 verse 7. He touched the man in his flesh. Go ahead. So went Satan forth from the presence of the Lord and uh -huh. smote Job uh -huh. with sore boils from the sole of his foot unto the crown of his head. He touched his flesh. Uh -huh. He went in like the poison of the snake. He was right in the flesh, right in his blood. Sometimes the adversary will come in. Find any way to get into your flesh and get into your blood and create an eternal battle, a fight within, struggles within. So close, emotional. You feel it. And the Bible said, A wounded spirit who can bear. He smote Job from within and said, Let me see how you survive this. And David's own son he loved, Absalom. Flesh of his flesh, bone of his bone, his own blood. The enemy got in there. And there was wrestling, contentions, fights and confusion. Rape, incest, murder. There were all kinds of things going on. How can David be a man of God? How can you be that anointed? How can you be a man after God's own heart? How can you call yourself a psalmist and have the audacity to prophesy even the crucifixion of the Son of God in Psalm 22 when David saw what would happen 2,000 years before time and prophesied in Psalm 22 and said, My God, my God, why have thou forsaken me? Hear me. It is believed and it is said that hope is the ability to hear the music of the future. And faith is the courage or the audacity to dance to the music of the future today. Come on somebody, put your hands together. And David could see, we call it the messianic prophecy. He could see 2,000 years before time, even the sufferings of the Messiah on the cross and the very words he uttered when he said, Eli, Eli, lama sabatani. My God, my God, why have thou forsaken me? And yet, in his backyard, yet within his own wall, the enemy had come in. And things were happening that would make David question his fate, his relationship with God. It was... It was fierce. It was a tough one. And when David heard that Absalom, his own flesh and blood, had turned on him, and had sided with his counselor Ahitophel, that I've counseled him for 40 years, and the wisest man that ever lived than Solomon, that Ahitophel was Solomon's grandfather. He went to God. He said, Lord, I have transgressed. I'm in violation of your covenant and of your word, but I still need you. I still, there is no other place to turn to. There is no one to turn to. There is none that understands like you. So I have nowhere to go but unto you, Lord. He said, I have just one card and one bullet. And this time, if I, if I fire this bullet, I'm finished. And if you don't come through for me, this is it. I need you, Lord, one more time. And David fired that bullet. And this was the bullet. He said, Lord, 
Let the counsel of Ahithophel be turned into foolishness. Let his counsel be disregarded when my son Absalom hear him. And when Ahithophel saw that his counsel was disregarded by Absalom, even though he came from the land of Gilead, where the balm of Gilead came from, the healing balm of Gilead, he could not deal with his pain. He couldn't heal himself of bitterness, of offense, of unforgiveness. So he went home, set his house in order, and hung himself. And he died, and Absalom died. But when David was leaving the palace, when Absalom pursued his own father, on his way out of town, there was a young man from the tribe of Benjamin. I think it was Shimei. And Shimei came from the bloodline of King Saul. And when he heard about David's predicament, he concluded that this time around David was finished because he was being pursued by his own flesh, his own blood. The thing was very close. It was in his own blood. It was in his own flesh. And they concluded that this time around, David, you kill lion. You've killed your ten thousands. But you can't handle this one. This one is in your flesh. It's so close. But they made a mistake. They made a mistake. The enemy always backfires. He will always misfire. You see? Because he's not God. The Bible said, Who will see that saith a thing and it cometh to pass when the Lord God has not sanctioned it? I declare, irrespective of their predictions and their declarations, that the Lord has not sanctioned it. The Lord has not sanctioned it. Come on, put your hands together and shout, yes. And ladies and gentlemen, the story continues. When Samuel saw David, he began to stone David throw stones at him and curse him and said this time around you survive many things but they were external battles this one is within you won't survive it he made a conclusion that David was finished and one of David's mighty men said let's go after this man and slay him David said no David said this is a distraction the enemy is trying to buy time so Absalom will catch up with us. Ignore him. Hear me. Every now and then, you must go back to God for a new strategy. And, and one of the problems with the church is we believe that we have, an we have experience. We've been in the Lord for so long a time. We know everything. We understand everything. We know what to know. No, no, no. Every now and then, you must humble yourself and go back to the Lord. And David said, you know something? He said, distraction. Leave it alone. Let's go. Let's focus. Tell somebody, concentrate. Tell somebody, concentrate. Concentration is the womb of accomplishment. If you don't concentrate, you will never accomplish anything. The Bible said, if your eye be single, then your whole body will be full of light. You need to concentrate. And David said, this fight, we will win it by not fighting. There are some battles in life that you win by not fighting. And there are some battles you win by fighting. You must know the battles you win by the law of time. And you must also know the battles you win by fighting. 
There are some battles you have to leave it for another day. There are so many battles in life. I began preaching at the age of 20 years. And this year, I'll be preaching for 45 years. And I've learned and seen the good and the bad and the ugly. And ladies and gentlemen, I've learned not to fight every battle. I told one of my kids the other day, I said, son, I hear you. And I said to him, I said, you know, forgiveness is a command. It's not a suggestion. And I have to forgive because I'm commanded to do so. But forgiveness means I'm releasing it and entrancing God with the matter and I'm stepping out of the way and let God deal with it because he is the judge. But hear me, God gives me the right not to trance you. So I can forgive you, but I'm not commanded to trance you. I will forgive you, but I will draw a line. And you see, the key here is not to do anything. There are things God will show you about people. You don't have to do anything about it. All you need to know is the awareness. If God gives you an awareness of a situation, that is all you need. I deal with people who don't even know I know their enemies. Yeah. I deal with people who hug me, they love me, they call me Papa, Archbishop, they call me okay, and I know they don't like me, but they don't know I know they don't like me. They call me Papa, and I say, Daughter. Papa, the Papa, and say, Sana, the Sana. Daughter, the daughter. No problem. No problem. And sometimes people say, Dad, Dad, Papa, don't you know? I said, I know. That is enough. Knowing is enough. Because when I know, I can determine how far I go with you. I can deal with you from the holy place, outer court, or holies of holy. That is something I determine. How far I trust you and go with you is my decision. And it has everything to do with you winning back my trust or ending it. So I can forgive you, but the Bible didn't command me to trust you. So David said, disregard is not everything you react to. There are a lot of things you must overlook in life. The Bible said it's to your glory to overlook a transgression. God does not react. When you react, you are amateur. People who react have not developed mastering. When you develop mastering, you don't react. You see painful situations. Things that hurts, and yet you don't react. Why? It's just a matter of time. Because there's a law. There's a law called time. And everything is embedded within time. When it's winter, it's winter time. When it's summer, it's summertime. When it's winter, you can't fast and pray and change the season. It is what it is. You must adjust to the time. You must dress for the season. Then a new season comes with its own demands and you must change and adjust to the new season. Life is all about being flexible and understanding the laws of time 
Put your hands together and give him praise. And it was all over in the camp of the enemy and the adversary that there is trouble in David's house and in David's camp. And people were asking, what is it? And they said, this time, his own flesh and blood have risen against him and his enemy were celebrating and they were happy to say, let's see how he handles this one. Let's see if God is still with him. Let's see if he's truly calling anointed. And they were saying all kinds of things and they believe that David wasn't going to make it. And that's why this guy had the audacity to come out and throw stones at David and rain curses on David and David disregarded him and David said leave him alone, it's just a matter of time. Now when Absalom hangs himself and, and Ahitophel hanged himself may I make an announcement before heaven, he said divine announcement and a proclamation that those who seek our life and our demise and head shall hang themselves I declare they shall hang themselves. If you believe it, put your hands together and say they will hang. They will hang themselves. In the name of God, they will hang themselves. Hear me. You know, I was telling one of my spiritual sons the other day, I said, I said, I have learned to give people a long rope and let them hang themselves. I don't want to be guilty of any man's blood. And I said, especially if you have children and grandchildren, you must always be careful how you handle the children of others. And what you say about the children of others, when you hear their pain, or you hear their afflicting or afflictions, or you hear crisis in the life of another man or woman, their children and their household, if you have children and grandchildren, be careful. Be careful the utterances you make. Be careful the stance you take. Be careful the verdict you pass because you might open a door for something to touch yours. And in the day, in your evil day, you may not have anybody to stand with you. Go to Ephesians 6.13. There's an evil day for everybody. Yeah, there's an evil day for everybody. Wherefore, Wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. There is an evil day. And what happens to you on your evil day has everything to do with how dressed you are. When it's winter and you are going, I remember, I remember in 81, I went to London my first time. And my sister picked me up from Heathrow, put me on the train to Paddington Station. When we came out, it was so cold. It was cold and the wind was demonic because the wind was chewing my ear. I was so cold and I started crying. And my sister was laughing. I said, Charlie, don't laugh. Oh, this one is serious. The thing is chewing my ear. The wind it was chewing my ear. I started crying. I said, this one is a demon. And she said, welcome to the United Kingdom. I was not dressed for the occasion, so I couldn't stand it. That was an occasion I wasn't prepared for. I wasn't armed for it. And when I got to know what to do, I now wear all kinds of things to arm myself so I can walk through the weather and not feel it. Because I'm armed, I'm dressed for it. 
And there is an evil day for everybody. Don't rejoice when you hear the pain of others. Don't take sides and be careful what you say. Especially when you are dealing with people who have walked with God and know God and are children of God. Be very careful because you don't know what's going on. And so David, God vindicated him, avenged him. And when David came back and the, the man that cursed him and threw stones at him saw that God had vindicated David, the Bible said he came first with thousand men and prostrate at the feet of David and said please forgive me, don't take it personal and David vowed to him and said you will not die, I will not touch you under one condition, the day you step foot into Jerusalem he said to Solomon, this man the day he stepped foot in Jerusalem take his head off There are some battles we have to leave it for the next generation to tackle. It's not every battle we are called to fight. Another generation will tackle it. And you must know them. This was a battle within. Then something interesting happened when David became a king. When David was anointed and the Philistines heard that David has been anointed king over Israel, they came out for him. May I please submit to you that the reason for your fights and your battles in life is because you are anointed. It's because of the oil of God on your life. The reason why you feel like in your family, everybody gets it easy. And a journey of 40 years 40 days for others become a journey of 40 years and you got to fight over everything and it looks like everyone gets it easy. It's because you're anointed. It's because of the oil. It's because the oil of God is on your life. Somebody say, I'm not a prophet. I'm not an archbishop. I'm nothing. I'm a nobody. You don't have to be an archbishop or a prophet or a bishop to be anointed. The Bible says in the book of Joel, and it's come to pass that in the last days, I will pour out of my spirit. And the spirit of God is the anointing of God upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Is there any sons or daughters of God in the house? Come on. Any sons? Come on. If there are any sons and daughters, put your hands together. Let me hear the sons and the daughters. You don't have to be a prophet. You don't have to go to Bible school. You don't have to be a, a, a bishop or an archbishop or an apostle to be anointed. If you're a child of God, the anointing of God is on your life. And somebody said, well, Paul said that women should keep silence in the church. I am a woman. I can't prophesy. I can't preach. Do you know that preaching is prophesying and prophesying is preaching? I'm prophesying right now by the spirit of prophecy. I'm prophesying. So somebody said, well, I'm a woman. Do you know who the first evangelist in the Bible is? Mary Magdalene. Do you know who announced and proclaimed the resurrection of Christ first? It was a woman by the name of Mary Magdalene. Are you hearing me? And he said, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Is there any sons and daughters in the house? Come on, scream. You don't need me to prophesy. You don't need the bishop to prophesy. You don't need the prophet to prophesy. Every one of us can be can prophesy 
but we all cannot be prophets. But we cannot prophesy. If you're a child of God, the oil of God is on your life and you can prophesy. Somebody say yes. Somebody say yes. Somebody put your hands together and say yes. David survived. David survived. And the man that cast him and throws stones at came back, changed his mind. They will change their minds. They will change their opinions about us. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The opposite of their predictions are happening. We intercept their expectation. The Bible said they expect to go back, go back to, go back to Acts 20, 28. And look at verse 6. They expected, they waited for a long time with an expectation that he will fall down and die. Go back to And Acts. the people expected him to swell up. Say, demonic expectations. Say, I intercept demonic expectations in the name of Jesus, of me, of my household. Say, I overturn every expectation of the wicked and the adversary concerning me and my house. Put your hands together, intercept and overturn. We intercept, overturn, intercept, overturn. I want you to hear me. Look at me. Not everybody is happy for you. And not everybody is happy to see your children make it. I have seen great men like Maurice Rello come through hell and high water and I saw how they stood for God. I've seen T.L. Osborne losing his only son on the field and he never stopped him from serving God. I've seen the battles of Ura Roberts and Dr. Samuel and so many others. Somebody asked Ura Roberts years ago in Ura Roberts University and they said, they said, Ura, what do you want to be remembered for? He said, I want to be remembered as the man of God that lasted. And there were so many in his time competing with him, building bigger tents than Ura Roberts' tent to outsmart and outweigh Ura Roberts. To prove that they were bigger and better than Ura, he made no statement, he said nothing. People like Jaco, William Braham, and many others, A.A. Allen and others, they all passed away at a young age. And Ora lived and passed away 94 years. Come on, put your hands together. Somebody say, longevity, 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 longevity. My focus in life is not success. People say to me, Papa, Papa, what is the secret of your success? I said, I have no secret. And I tell them I'm not yet successful. Ladies and gentlemen, God has not called us to be powerful. God has not called us to be successful. He has called us to be faithful. At the end of the race, there is one thing every one of us must hear. And if you don't hear that, you did not make it. And this is that word. Thou good and faithful servant, come into your rest. Until you hear that, you are not successful. Hear me. The race is not yet over. Success is not what you have. Success is not deep pocket. Success has nothing to do with possessions. Success has nothing to do with how large and big you are. Success has everything to do with how you finish. 
And hear me. God's definition of success is different from man's definition of success. A lot of things don't impress me anymore. I'm not living for success anymore. I am living for eternity. I'm living with eternity in mind. For he that has this hope in him purifies himself even as he is pure. That is the only thing that will keep us pure. The hope of the coming of Messiah. Maranatha, even so, Lord Jesus, come now. David was anointed. And the Philistine heard that God had anointed David the third time. And they said, you know, this David guy, we have to do something. They were nervous. The enemy is nervous about you. The enemy is very worried about you. As tiny and little you might think you are, as innocent as you think you are, still you carry something that troubles the enemy. You are a son of light. You are a daughter of life. And you always create problems for darkness because you represent the light. And the enemy came after David. And David went to the Lord and inquired of him and said, Lord, should I go after the Philistines? He said, do it. I'll deliver them into your hands. Without fail, you will defeat them. He went for them, defeated them. And the Bible said, and the Philistines regarded. Somebody say, demonic regatherings. Talk to me, say, demonic regathering. And say, demonic reinforcement. They call for reinforcement. And they regathered against David. And David went again to the Lord. You see, that is where humility is required. It doesn't matter how long you've been in the things of God and how much experience you have about the Lord. You got to understand that this work requires humility to the end. There must never be a time in your life when you think you have it all and you know it all. You will never know it all. You will never have it all until the day he comes in the clouds of glory. Never. And David went back and said, Lord, they have regarded. What do I do? Shall I go after him? And the Lord said, no, 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 no. Don't. It's a strategy. It's a, it's a setup. It's an ambushment. This is a snare. They're setting you up to fail. This particular battle, you will not go against them like before. Change your battle plan. Sometimes I'll be dealing with issues and the spirit will say, don't bind, don't lose. Don't even fast and pray about it. Just praise me. Just praise me. There was a time I was dealing with something so serious, a family issue, and I was fighting and dealing with it at night, and the Spirit just gave me a song. And I said, Lord, what have this to do with Onyamikokroko? I need deliverance. I need you to come right now, speedily. And you're talking about Onyamikokroko. In the midst of situation, the Holy Spirit said, worship me. And I said, Lord, why don't you give me victory first and I'll worship? So it doesn't work that way. 
If Bishop Obodai tells me right now, Bishop Stan, he says, Papa, there's this shopping. They do these suits. Wow. I want to take you there tomorrow to get you some suits. The first thing I'll do is to thank him. But I haven't had the suit. I haven't seen the suit, but I thank him in advance before I get the suit. And that is what it is. You thank God in advance before the manifestation. Can you put your hands together and thank him? Thank him. Praise him. Say yes. We, sit down Bishop, thank you. We have to be flexible enough to allow God to guide us by his spirit. And God said, David, change strategy. They have observed your moves. They saw how you came the first time. They've taken notes of your skill, your strategy. This time around, change your move. Go behind. Come upon them in another way. Follow my lead. Follow my lead. Hear me? Sometimes God's lead don't make sense. I'm telling you. Sometimes God's leads. And the ways of God don't make sense. But that is where the victory lies. I have done things in life that didn't make sense. And I say, Lord, why? And sometimes it looks like you literally have to humiliate yourself. And it is in that situation that God gives you the victory. He said, Humble yourself under the mighty hand of Adonai and I will lift you up. When God lifts you up, no man can bring you down. When God makes you, no man cannot make you. I am a product of grace and a product of mercy. Nothing of my own came from nowhere. Have no background, no education. I owe nothing to my family but to the grace of God of who I am and I will ever be in the name of Jesus. I do not take credit. I don't take credit for anything I am today and anything I'll be tomorrow by the grace of God. I am who I am and what I am by the grace of God. Say yes. And David had this fight within his walls. In his own house, in his own flesh, in his own blood, and it was fierce. But the opposite occurred. Let me announce to some, I don't know who I came to talk to. But if there's anyone hearing me home and abroad, facing any situation that is so close and, uh, and you feel it in your flesh and in your blood and the thing is so tight and so close, and Paul said there was so much fight without that there were fears within. We were so afraid that you've been so terrified and threatened to the point where you are literally living in fear every day of your life. I announce to you in the name of Jesus that your change is coming. That to everything there is an end and these two shall come to an end. You know, ladies and gentlemen, the Bible, the Bible said the other day, he said, if the princes of this world have known they wouldn't have crucified the Lord of glory. Sometimes the enemy is so sure that he has us where he wants us to be. Especially when he comes within. He thinks, well, this time around, I have them. 
You are joking. You are joking. You have no idea of what you are talking about. Our lives are already predestined and determined. Are you hearing, mom? And we secure the victory through the blood of the Lamb. The Bible said, thanks be to God who gives us victory or causes us to triumph. Always, not every now and then, but always through Christ Jesus. Say yes. Divide their tongues. Divide their tongues. You know, let me give you one or two things and I'll let you go for now. We'll continue. Come with me to Daniel 3, 24 and 25. Daniel 3, 24 and 25 and verse 28. Look at some things. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished and rose up in haste. He was spoke. astonished. They will know. They will know. Yeah, they will know. That Jesus is my Savior. They will know. They will know. They will know. That Jesus is my Savior. I know. and said unto his counselors, uh -huh. Did not we cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? Yes, sir. They answered and said unto the king, True, O king. He answered and said, Lo, I see four men lose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no head, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Then the book spake and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Yes, sir. Hear me. There is coming a time when those who curse us will bless us. I'm telling you, it's coming to pass and a time is coming when they will bless the Lord our God. They will change their minds and their verdicts because they will see the wonders of our God and they will say that this is the doing of the Lord. Come on, put your hands together. If you believe it, say yes. Go ahead. Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, uh -huh. who has sent his angel and delivered his servants that trusted in him. Trusted in him. Trusted in him. You know, these are the days. These are the days to trust him. Job said the other day, he said, though he slays me yet, I will trust him. Yet I'll trust him. The enemy plagued Job, afflicted all his flesh, his body. And the wife said, curse God and die. And she looked at her and said, babe, babe, you speak like one of those silly women. I know that my redeemer liveth. I have a knowing. I can't explain. I can't articulate it. I can't define it. But there is a knowing in my soul that my redeemer will come through for me. Come on if you believe it. Put your hands together and give him praise. Go ahead. And have changed the king's word uh -huh. and yielded their bodies. That have they done what? Changed, changed the, the king's, king's decree or law. I command change of decrees. 
I command the change of laws. I command the change of pronouncement and words spoken against us. Let their words change. Let their decrees change. Let their laws change in our favor. Put your hands together and say favorable laws, favorable decrees, favorable words. Let their laws and decrees change, 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 change for our good. Change it. In the name of Jesus, we change it. They changed the king's word and yielded their body that they might not serve nor worship any god except their own god. Hallelujah. Hear me. Hear me. It's going to be on your terms now. Not on the enemy's terms anymore. The rules have changed in our favor. The tables have changed and turned in our favor. Your comeback will be greater than your setback. If you believe it, say yes. Your ladder will be greater than your past. Your ladder will be greater than your past. You will be blessed more than you can ask. Despite all that has been done, the best is yet to come. And your ladder will be greater than your past, your ladder, your ladder will be greater than your past, oh you will be blessed, you will be blessed, more than you can ask. If you believe your ladder will be greater than your past, put your hands together and give him praise. Come on, somebody, praise him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody say glory. Somebody say glory. We know you are blessed by that word of God. And look forward to you joining the messages of the Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams again. For more information on our events, books, and messages, please visit NDW Ministries online at www.ndwministries.org or call our offices on plus one eight seven seven three six one five one. One, one. Once again, thank you for joining the Archbishop today and may you continue to experience the life-transforming power of God's blessings.